Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay. I brought my books this time. Finally. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen it in person. Is that true? Yes, because I asked you for See, I sent you a book. You did. Is, can, I you tell, can, can, can I tell you something about the book, though? Okay. You had, first of all, shout out to Sean Trotman, Legacy Lit, Hachette, everybody. Shout out to everyone. I feel like you had a bigger team behind you uh, of people helping you with stuff. I mean, I had my own personal PR in addition to right. publishing. So they they are the ones who would book me for the TV. I booked everything myself. That's I, I'm I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> but you're also hello doing Jimmy Kimmel tomorrow. Jimmy didn't let Jimmy me. Kimmel. Jimmy didn't put me on the show. Did you did you look did you guys reach ask. out? Well, then what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't think they even tried late night. <laughs> so so uh, I I booked everything myself and all of this stuff. I had to do it. I love my publisher. Maybe we should I, not put this in there. Nope, it's it's, put, it's getting put in there because people ask me. I love my publisher. I love everyone. And by the way, it's 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 uh there's a chance that it's my fault. Cause they'll they'll hit me and ask me to do stuff. Maybe they asked me for a bunch of addresses for people to get books sent out to them. They probably did. But I didn't do that. So, they should have their contacts. Because that's that what happened with me. I put a list of people I wanted to have the books and they found the addresses or they reached out to them on their own. Oh. But I will tell you, most of it came from my own PR team. Your own PR team. It's, it's, I, I don't know. And I was with like Penguin Random House. Uh-huh. And still, it was more coming from my people that were booking me in through their own contacts to do TV yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, so when I'm saying people didn't get books and stuff, it's so, been. You should have given me a book though. We talk. It's true. Minimum twice a week. It's been, it's been the most busy, soul destroying time of my career. Trying to promote the book while I'm on the road for the show. Being on the road for the show is fucking murder. It goes from, oh my God, I'm in a new city. It's in, we're in New York. Yay! To fuck. <laughs> in like 48 hours. I love my crew. Um, they're about getting tired of me, but it's 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 like, it's a lot. Just being on a plane that much. Can you imagine being on the road with Van? It's a lot. It is. It is a <laughs> it's lot. It's a lot. But no, I mean, but are, do you feel like you're coming down from it all? What do you mean? Well, because, I mean, you're still promoting the book. You're always promoting your book. But it's mm-hmm. not the first week, which you know is the most crucial. So maybe right. things are calming down a little bit. Or at least you're adjusting to the busy. I'm adjusting. Yeah. I feel like my book promotion is going to be protracted. Okay. It's going to go for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's it should. Yeah. So, because I'm going to do The Daily Show in a couple of weeks after that. But once again, these is all, this is. This that's is, incredible. This is all like, yo, hey, man, Trevor, can I come on? What's up? Yo, Jimmy, can I come on? So it's like, it's it, all of it is like, hey, you know people, you ask them if you can come on the show. Can I ask for one thing? What? Just mention higher learning in your intro. Uh, tomorrow I have to I have to make sure I hit higher learning hard. Yeah, well, Bill, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do this yeah. weekend? What did I do this weekend? I I tried a new yoga class. It's called Forma. Have you heard of it, Trudy? It is incredible. 
It's for girls and guys. It's I don't do. Did I say yoga? Yeah, you said. I yoga. meant Pilates. You, oh, Pilates. Okay. I meant Pilates. So it's with the machine, the reformer. I've never done that before. I've only done Matt Pilates, which I don't like. This is the machine Pilates, and she was saying, "Yeah, guys will come in here and they're like, oh, this isn't that bad. It is a hell of a workout. Mm-hmm. My body's still sore. I have a slight limp from it." But I will do it again. It's a mm. great, great workout. So if you're looking for something new, former Pilates is great. Yeah. I did that. Hung out with a couple of girlfriends. Went mm-hmm. to a baby shower. Baby shower. Um, then Saturday I worked. Uh-huh. And then I had like my little goddaughters over. Oh, and, yeah. special baby. Oh. Like my best friend when, from when as long as I can family? remember. Cut that part out. <laughs> 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 I hate getting that question. Why? Because like, don't you feel... Can you stop doing that to your head? What? What? Why do you keep beating the top of your head? You got an itch? No, I told you, I'm popping my thumb. Why don't you just like do with your hands, your fingers? Because sometimes it, it it gets a little whatever, and I'm <laughs> and I pop my thumb by doing okay. that. You gotta explain yourself because it's just ra- it looks weird. And people are gonna see. Does it look weird? Do I pop look weird? Do I look? Oh, wait, my wig shifted. <laughs> <laughs> see, you can't even do it. <laughs> I'm popping my thumb. Do like this. Pop the thumb. That's dangerous for me. Whatever. Anyways, people ask about starting a family all the time. And I feel like you don't know what steps I've taken. You don't know if it's easy or if it's hard for me. Like, people don't know. So I feel like it's an inappropriate question these days. I mean, if people ask, I'll say, we're moving towards that that place. But also, it's like, it's just just a different pressure, which... We've all heard this before, but it's true on women. It's like trying to find the right time. There isn't a right time. You got to make the sacrifices. Meanwhile, you men can just keep on. Is that me? I don't have any kids. I'm just saying you don't have to think about the pressures of like, oh, that clock is ticking. That clock is ticking. You got to get started soon. So you know what? I never did. But then my dad died without any grandkids. And I was like, yo, I know... Like my other homies, and by the way, I I, I apologize for the question, but we no, should, we should. I'm just you can ask me. Yeah. People ask me all the time. But my my dad died, and we didn't. He I didn't have. I don't have any kids, mm-hmm. and my sister has uh, kids, but you know the, these are my sister has children. Yeah, just children, but they're uh, adopted kids, mm-hmm. not adopted kids. These are. Not even stepchildren. My sister has kids. They are her kids. Okay, but they are not of. The way he would have looked at it is children of her body. Got you. Uh, my sister's spouse, Renata, had children, and they are my nephews and nieces, and they are her children. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it, but I'm not sure if my father, who's an old-fashioned guy, would have looked at them as grandchildren. So he didn't have any grandchildren um, when he when he passed away, and it's nuts. And you think about that. That makes sense. No. I mean, when you put it, when you say it that way, I totally get it. Yeah. But, you know, as I say to everybody, we're taking steps. Taking steps. Well, I should say he didn't have any grandchildren from me. When he got you. I got yeah. you. No, 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 no. Yeah. And honestly, I would think about that, too. Yeah. Yeah, he had That's not for me when he passed away. Uh, but um. What did you do this week? And you worked? I worked on Saturday. Hip Hop Homicides on WeTV September. And then... I flew back to L.A. Sunday morning. Okay. Let's talk about something. What's your What's your thoughts on the lie flat seats on planes? Unnecessary. A, a must. It's amazing. A must, right? I love so lie flat So Hip Hop Homicide seats. is giving you uh, first class. Oh, we fly first class. Not business. 
That's first. So let me so let me tell you something about that. Karen Kinney or Rene Garrett, when we're negotiating the hip hop homicides contract, okay, <laughs> I remember we were getting stuck on a couple of things. And the way I am about all these negotiations is I'm like, yo, man, just get it done so I can concentrate on what it is that I have to do. Right. I don't like business stuff. I don't like suits. I don't like I just like to show up. Bamo. Yeah, be the creative, be the talent. I got right. you. So they're getting hung up on all of this stuff, and Karen goes, "So the the flights, you get first class flights. We're trying to get you a first class first class on the on the thing." I'm like, "That's not that big of a deal to me." And she said, "Yes, it will be. Yes, it will. Certain she number said, of hours." She said, "She said, yes, it will be." She says, "You don't think it'll be a big deal now, but I'm telling you right now, that's going to be a huge deal to you mm-hmm. when you're flying this much." When you're traveling this much, I'm telling you, that's going to be a huge deal. Karen Kinney could not have been more right. Mm -hmm. I know that I can go as soon as we get up. I can hit the button, lay flat. I'm out. It's amazing, isn't it? Flight's done. Is it? Do you have it after you have to travel a certain number of hours to get that first class? Or is it always first class for you? On this show, always first class. That's amazing. Yeah. Because usually they'll try to be like, it has to be at least a three-hour flight to get it. Yeah, well, I will say I will say this though. I wouldn't have tripped if they wouldn't have done if they would have done that because, really, like first class to like New Orleans, you know, you're getting spoiled though. It's now. not it's, it's not that big of a deal. Once, <laughs> once you lie down on a plane, once you lie it's down, hard <laughs> to go back. Right, like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's like uh, they could have saved a little no, money. It will be now. Watch, yeah. you're gonna look it on the next plane. You're gonna be like, where are the lie down seats? What kind of plane is this? Yeah, but but <laughs> it it's interesting because. I'm a man of the people. You don't always have to be. I do. I have. I want to be. I'm a man of the people. So what I don't like, I like there's shame to me in people walking by. I fucking hate it. I swear to God. It's like there's a, there's sometimes there's a lot of flat seats on the plane and the people walk past you to get to their seats, you know, the passengers. Yes, they do. Sometimes... It's a lot of flat seats where you have to go the other way for first class. Correct. I prefer going the other way because I don't like people, particularly black people, seeing me in first class. I love to see black people in first class. I like to see I like to see I like to see black people in first class. I don't like to see black people seeing me in first class. I don't like them seeing me because sometimes some of the shit that they have in first class, especially on some of these flights, man, they give you chocolate covered almonds. Get a pillow. What airline are you flying? Chocolate covered almonds. Yeah, I've never had those. That's probably because of the way you treated that one girl. (laughs) But JetBlue, JetBlue comes with a little. Uh, I I rarely fly JetBlue. I've done it once. Mint. 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 It comes. It comes with a little package, (laughs) and like in this little package, they got moisturizer. And I'm sitting there moisturizing my face. And doing all of that stuff, and then somebody walks by me, and I'm thinking, "Damn, we the same, Stop. brother." I'm like, I, I, no, I, you need to get I, over yourself. Do you work hard? Yeah, but not okay. as hard as some people. No, but that doesn't matter. You work hard. You deserve it. People deserve nice things. It doesn't make you bougie. It's not like you're turning your nose up at people who aren't in the same class of the plane that you're in. Yeah. I be looking at people dead in the eye when they walk past me. See, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? No, I really don't. Because I told you, I'm, I like don't like. To t- I put on my sunglasses. I'm just very to myself on a plane. Like it's like my quiet 
place. Oh my god, we are so different. Like people walk by. I would walk right past you in the airport. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even <laughs> talk to you. People I walk really by and like they need... like they like Van. I'm like, yo, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, I talked to you on the plane or something. Oh yeah, I, I like to reach out. Wouldn't even talk to my co-host. I'd be like, <laughs> why just... are you locked in? Sometimes I will talk, but I just. I don't know. I just need to be in my own little space. I get there at the last minute. I don't like I to sit. I don't like to sit in airports. I get on the plane. I put in my earphones. I'm probably not even listening to anything. I just need peace and quiet on the plane because the moment that you start talking to somebody next to you, they won't stop. I made eye contact with the guy when I was going to Sarasota, Florida. He saw me make eye contact. He talked to me for 30 minutes. Thank God it was toward the end of the plane. And I was just like, man, this is why I keep to myself. But you but you know what? I, but see, I think. And I'm friendly. I just, just not on a plane. <laughs> and I'm friendly. I, I have no problem telling people, yo, hey, man, good talking to you. I'm about to get into this. You good? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to get into this video. Boom. See, I can't do that. Oh, shit. That's my problem. See? So that's why I'm cold from the beginning. I'm like, nah, I'm about to get into into this whole, yeah, man, Obi-Wan Kenobi shit. I'm about to listen to this shit. Peace, bro. Let me ask you you this. So you felt that way on this last uh, flight. Mm Mm-hmm. If they book you, when you go to Miami to film Uh Hip Hop Homicides coming on WeTV September, September, will you do the lie down? Yeah. And that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it every time. Oh, I'm. They're like champagne or champagne. See, I get lit. I get. I lay down. I love it. See, the flight love attendants it. are starting to poke fun at me because if they have the live flat seats, I tell them I don't need anything. They'll say, "Hey, are you going to be eating with us?" I'm like, "I'm doing nothing. I sleep. No, I sleep the out. whole flight. I put Avengers Endgame in my ears. Boom, sleep. Have weird dreams. So the movie, awesome. or is that a soundtrack? Uh, the movie." Sleep with the movie, put it in. You don't do that. Do you fall asleep? I listen to, to podcasts. Like? Okay. I listen to ASMR. Remember I told you that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh. <laughs> that's ASMR, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I uh-huh. love it so much. Brian hates it. Um. Or I'll put on a movie and fall asleep. Yeah. Here you go. Um. <sighs> scary big deal it? today. Yeah. Scary big deal. Big deal of the day. Pox. Oh, is that what we're doing for the big deal of the day? That's what it says. All right, Did we switch? What was it supposed to be? Um, Mark Haynes. It was originally that uh, baseball dust up. Oh, but... I thought it was Mark Haynes. Okay. Shoot, I don't know. It doesn't hold on matter. For a hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. Number one, we should we should litigate right now what the big deal of the day should be. Should it be monkey pox? Should it be the baseball dust up, which is good, or should it be Mark Haynes? I don't think it's going to be Mark Haynes because I think we'll agree on that. Mm-hmm. I think it should be because this is our big, this is our longest topic, right? Big deal of the day. I think we should do. I don't remember their names. Aaron Donaldson and uh... okay, let's do it. So the big deal of the day <laughs> has just changed, despite what Donnie is trying to do, because the reality is that Donnie, you can't just call an audible like that. All right. It's very unfortunate for you. I can't let Donnie take that take that out. That was me. Monkeypox was me. Monkeypox, Trudy. Was me. It's make... a it's an issue. Do y'all. we make unilateral decisions on this podcast? <laughs> now it makes sense. Now I'm, it makes I'm sense. scared, and I was spreading misinformation. Wait, so. wait, wait, hold on, hold on. We're gonna do a whole podcast big deal of the day based around what you're scared. The big deal, <laughs> the big deal of the day is gonna be niggas with fucked up hairlines. 
Like, like we can't do this based around what Trudy's afraid of. That's so hilarious. <laughs> Trudy's scared of it, so it's the big deal of the day. No, big deal of the day is Yankees, White Sox, uh, Josh Donaldson versus Tim Anderson. Racism in the MLB will be on it when we come right back. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This is a very interesting story. I think it's interesting. It is interesting. Okay. Uh, Yankees and the White Sox got into a bitches clearing brawl. I love when that happens. You like baseball fights? Mm-hmm. I like fights in general. On the, I like it when it happens in hockey. Basketball? I hope nobody gets hurt, but it is entertaining. You like basketball fights? They're not as they're not as exciting. They don't really go all in. They don't really come off the bench. That's very rare. Well, because you get suspended. Okay. Well, the, it doesn't have in hockey. I like it in baseball. They don't really come off the bench in hockey. No, but they go at it. It's part of the it's part of the DNA of the yeah, sport. Yeah, they they take off their gear. Mm-hmm. They I like to see it. In the in the NBA, if you if you leave the bench, you right. suspend it, so you can't really do it. Okay, uh, bitch is cleared after New York's Josh Donaldson called Chicago's Tim Anderson Jackie, as in Jackie Robinson, during Saturday's Yankees White Sox game. Now, the comment sparked the incident took place early in the game. Tensions boiled over in the fifth inning when the White Sox catcher confronted Donaldson when he stepped to the plate for an at-bat. No punches were thrown and play resumed after players from both teams returned to their respective dugouts. At the time, it wasn't clear what sparked the incident. However, White Sox manager Tony La Russa, one of the best managers ever, shed light on the incident while speaking with reporters after the game. Donnie, give that to me. What was your take on the beat between Donaldson and Anderson there? You got any other questions? <clears throat> Nothing to say about that, Tony. Well, who are you with? You work for Ledger? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I talked to the Chicago press because I don't. I don't uh, you made a racist comment, Donaldson, and that's all I'm going to say. Mm. That's pretty strong. That's no, as strong as it gets. Mm. Oh. Is that in the third inning? The first inning? Do you hear me say that's all I'm going to say? You know what that means? That's all I'm going to say. Huh. So, Donnie, do we have the sound from both Donaldson and from Tim Anderson? Yeah. Okay. Let's play Tim Anderson sound first, and then we'll play Josh Donaldson sound after this regarding what was said on the field. Yeah, he just made a you know, disrespectful comment. Uh, you know, basically, was, you know, trying to call me Jackie Robinson. Like, what's up, Jackie? Uh, you know, uh, I don't play like that. You know, I don't, I don't really play at all. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really, you know, bothering nobody today. But uh, you know, he made a comment, and uh, you know, it was, it was disrespectful, and uh, I don't think it was called for. And they said, 
Belgium, you guys crossed past the shortstop there at the end of the third? Yeah, but that happened in the first. The first time he got on. You know, and I spared him that time. Uh, then it happened again. Um, and, you know, uh, it was just, you know, just uncalled for. You know, it's not, you know, I got time to, you know, be playing like that. How'd you manage to contain yourself based on that kind of comment? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, you know, uh, it was very disrespectful, you know. But, uh, you don't want to play like that. So let you guys know that Trudy and Rachel are lusting after Tim Anderson. Well, married woman. We have a very <laughs> I'm not. serious situation going on here that involves race and baseball and Jackie Robinson. They're talking about Tim Anderson. Okay. Josh Donaldson, the man in the racist crosshairs, spoke out as well. He says that he's been calling him Jackie for years. <laughs> it's an inside joke between them. Run Josh Donaldson sound. All right, so first inning, I called him Jackie. So let me give you a little context of that. 2019, he came out with an interview and said that he's a new Jackie Robinson in baseball. He's going to bring back fun for the game, right? And 2019, when I played for Atlanta, we actually joked about that on the game. Um, I don't know what's changed from – and I've said it to him uh, in years past. Not, not in any manner than just joking around for the fact that he called himself Jackie Robinson. You know, um, so – you know, if something has changed uh, from that, like my meaning of that is not as any term uh, trying to be racist by any fact of the matter. Um, it was just off of an interview that what he called himself. And when we said that before we joked about it, he laughed, whatever. Uh, as you could tell in our series that we played, there's been multiple times where I've tried to defuse the situation. Like I, I took responsibility for the tag, wasn't trying to do anything there. Like today, just trying to defuse it. Like, hey, like make light. Like, hey, I, we're not trying to start any brawls or anything like that. Okay. What do we say to this? Racist or nah? Is it a fact that he called himself that in the magazine? Seems to be. Hasn't been refuted. It's not racist. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I was I was a hundred percent on the side with Tim. I was like, wow, you know, like he's he's calling him another black player. Uh-huh. I have to be against this. But then as I continued to read, uh-huh. and I said, wait, he called himself Jackie. Right. That's like somebody calling themselves Michael. Like, oh, yeah. I'm I'm Michael Jordan. I'm the greatest. And the other team, uh, the other you know person on the other team is like, oh, okay, Michael. Oh, I see you, Michael. I see you doing your thing. If that is the context in which he was saying, which does make sense to me, mm-hmm. and I don't know anything about Josh Donaldson and his past and his history, and if there, you know, if there is some sort of history of him making racist or inappropriate comments, and maybe Tim knows something that we don't. I haven't heard Tim refute that yet, but I got to say that this isn't racist. And I think this might have been a misunderstanding. And maybe Tim, maybe Tim didn't remember he said that. And so for him to just all of a sudden throw out Jackie, mm-hmm. it, it it threw him off. That, But if you called yourself Jackie, yeah, it's, tough, it's tough for me to say that it's racist. I'm sorry, okay. guys. So 
what if you and Trudy are going out to the club? Mm-hmm. You know, y'all going out to the club. Y'all going out to the club because t- Tim Anderson is hosting. What if you and Trudy are going out to the club? We're there. <laughs> and y'all going out to the club and y'all say, oh, yes, bitch. Yes, bitch. You they call her a bitch. For, us, for doing us like that. You call her a bitch, she calls you a bitch. Mm-hmm. And then I see you guys out and I, he- I heard you guys call each other bitches and I go, hey, what's, yes, bitch. That's the same thing. Why? But actually, that wouldn't offend me, to be honest with you. Okay, that it wouldn't, wouldn't offend, offend you, but why is it the same? It's exactly the same thing. No. Why? Because... I don't think anybody can misinterpret the the name Jackie standing alone as offensive, right? Just Jackie. So if he had called him Jackie and he had, that would be wait, wait, highly I, offensive. He had, if he had called him Jackie and he had never <laughs> called himself Jackie and he slides into saying no, Jackie because no, 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 he's no. Jackie Robinson, no, no, that would no. be highly what offensive. What I'm saying is I think bitch, there are people who don't ever say bitch, right? Like they can, I think the word bitch is, I'm losing my argument here. Give me a second, because <laughs> you threw me off. I don't think though that that's the same thing. So I'll say I'll tell you why I make because that point. I don't think that's the same thing. But go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I'm so, finished. Finish. Tell me why it's not the same thing. Tim called himself the Jackie Robinson or whatever. He yeah. refers to himself that. I don't think that that term is off limits. Right? You have you have admitted to yourself, I am Jackie Robinson. So it's just like say I'm the I'm I'm so great. I'm right. Jackie Robinson. That's like, not I'm, what he said. He says he feels like he's Jackie Robinson because he's bringing the fun back to baseball. He's okay, Jackie and Robinson. that's a but but that's a bit. But Jackie was fun because he was so great to yeah, watch, sure. not just because he was entertaining everyone with his personality. He was great to watch yeah. on the baseball diamond. Oh wow. <laughs> We're deep in our sports knowledge. Right so, here. I so he's basically calling himself Jackie. Sure. Just like I gave the Michael Jordan reference, right? You're comparing yourself to somebody great, somebody on the other team. I think, wow, that's a really big thing for you to think that that's the level that you're on, and they poke fun at you. That's how I'm taking it. They poke fun at you by like, oh, okay, Jackie. Oh, I see you, Jackie. Oh, okay, Michael. That to me is different from being like, yes, bitch, yes, bitch, and then here you come. Even though this wouldn't offend me, and you're like. Hey, bitch. Would never say it. So, if I was like, I'm the head bitch. If I was like, if I if I said I'm the HBIC, and then you call me bitch, that's because I, I, to me that would be the same thing. Well, I will call you the HBIC, but let me. So let's put it in historical context as well. Okay. So the Michael thing is a little bit different, and the reason why the Michael thing is a little bit different to me is because two things. Number one, being the Michael Jordan of basketball doesn't have anything to do with being black. Nothing. Like nothing, they have they have dubbed many people the Michael Jordan of basketball because being the Michael Jordan have of basketball, yeah, they've dubbed many people the next Michael Jordan. It was a annoying fucking period in the history of the NBA. Grant Hill was the next Michael Jordan. Vince Carter was the next Michael Jordan. They were like Harold Miner. They called him Baby Jordan at SC, and then like Harold Miner was gonna. They were looking for Michael Jordan at some point to where they were just like. All right, no more Michael Jordan. And then, of course, Kobe, Kobe came along, and he was the closest thing to it. But whatever. They kept looking for somebody to hand Michael Jordan the thing. So they would do that all the time. The only thing I'm saying is that that particular designation didn't really have anything to do with being black. Jackie Robinson, as a baseball player, is inextricable from blackness. It can't be done. He is the first black baseball player of all time. There's a racial connotation to calling a black baseball baseball player Jackie, period, right? 
And if Tim Anderson did it to himself, that's cool. But that doesn't necessarily mean that a white boy who you're beefing with now, in a tense situation with now, can just do that and be like, oh, well, he said it in the thing. Now, what I will say is this. The interesting part of it is if he had done it before and Tim Anderson didn't have a problem with it, I would be curious to know what prompted the response this time. That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. Maybe he always hated it and it just got to a tipping point to where he said, fuck it, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Or perhaps... Because remember, Tony LaRusso said it was racist. Tim Anderson said it was disrespectful. Maybe there is some room in between racist and disrespectful for Tim Anderson. Mm -hmm. I am not sure that it's not racist. I am not sure. First of all. Well, we never will be. Well, we, 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 we definitely never will be unless unless we hear more from Tim Anderson. Mm -hmm. I think that I definitely... It, it, we'll never know if it was racist. Could I say it's inappropriate? Absolutely. But my whole opinion changed when there was context to it. And I think that's the thing when you go to saying, hey, that's racist. You have to add context to it. And when you add the context of this statement that had been made by the very person being called Jackie, I think that it softens the blow. Could it still be deemed inappropriate? Sure. If he didn't if he didn't consent to be calling Jackie by other people, sure. When you add the historical part to it, I can see that. But context is a big thing when it comes to how you're how you're using the alleged racist term. Yeah. And I think that in this way, I would not deem it as racist. Right. I think the bigger thing for me is that white people act like a lot of the time that we're living in some sort of vacuum mm -hmm. that there's absolutely no historical context to any of these conversations whether it's racist or not it's definitely some white boy shit that that i'll agree with you know what i mean is yeah. it's definitely some why would you is he still calling him jackie is he still calling himself jackie 2019 is the interview or something like that that's like three years ago is he still calling himself jackie if he's not still calling himself jackie why are you still calling him Jackie? Well, that's when you that's the context. He's saying that he's been doing it. So we don't my, know. my thing is, what would be the point of even continuously fucking with him? Yeah. Period. Well, like even if you said it, even if he did laugh the first time, like why are you still calling this man Jackie after all of this time? And it, by the fact, why would you be calling him Jackie when things are tense between the two teams to defuse something? Yeah. Why would that defuse it? Yeah, that's the part that I don't agree with. I don't agree that it was an inside joke because they don't get along. I, I mean, the teams don't get along. I don't think you guys are friends outside of, of playing baseball. Friends at all. But I, I don't think you have a friendly relationship outside of it. So when you say it's an inside joke, well, is it an inside joke for just you or for him? That's the part that I don't agree with. I don't believe that. I think he was fucking with him 100% by calling him Jackie. I just don't know if it was racially motivated or because of... He said it. That's that's my only thing. I'm not gonna quick. I'm not gonna jump to racism, but he was fucking with them. Let's Absolutely. Go, let's hear Stephen A. Smith, who's always down to make points for the white people. <laughs> let's let's hear let's hear from Stephen A. Smith on this. Play it. Here's why I'm annoyed by it. 
We got to make sure when we make accusations like that, that it counts. It's damn near pretty irrefutable what you are. Agreed. Because when you leave that wiggle room for denial, it heightens a level of sensitivity that we're perceived as having. It gives others an excuse to be tone deaf to when we're making those arguments. And then when real, bona fide, undeniable, unequivocal, racist behavior is exhibited and put on display, people get to feign denials and all of this other stuff no, because wait. so many times we're bringing this up. I'm just saying no, no, no. we got to be careful. Why are we still fucking doing this? It bleeds my fucking eyeballs to listen to someone talk about what we owe America in terms of asserting racism. Like, it makes my fucking blood boil to hear. Just like there are a bunch of people who are going to look at the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp situation and be like, hey, Amber Heard is less than a credible person. That's what people are saying. I haven't dug into that. I think it's a bunch of... I'm yeah, not, we're not covering that right. here. Um, <laughs> and then they'll say, hey, because Amber Heard might not be above board on this, that, that means the next person. That's dumb. I'm not talking about I disagree with it. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. Because what it does is it divorces your brain from hundreds of years of history of men being shitty to women. And if you want to do that, it doesn't matter how many women are telling the truth, you're going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And if, in fact, we say that this is racist, whoever the we is, and we're wrong about it, what the fuck does that have to do with some nigga getting his head blown off by the cops next week? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The respectability part of it is over. And Stephen A. Smith, your boy, drifts into those shallow and putrid waters every opportunity that he has. And I'm just wondering why. I'm entertained by Stephen A. Smith. I like Stephen A. Smith. Do you? But, but why on God's green earth do we have to have a conversation about what we owe people when we're asserting racism? I think what Stephen A. Smith was trying to say, and it did, and I think, and I take it the way you did. I understand exactly what you're saying. But I think what he was trying to say is that people, it's kind of like what we, no, it's not the same thing. But when, <laughs> when something, let's just say it comes out that Tim Anderson is like, well, yeah, he did call me Jackie before and I just kind of ignored him. But this time, but I never agreed to it. I just ignored him. But this time it was too much for me. And so everyone's like, oh, well, he called you Jackie before. Like, you know maybe it wasn't racist or he's like, yeah, I did say this or, or we did laugh about it. That's how I should do it. So he's Tim's, Tim's like, yeah, we laughed about it before, but this time I just, I didn't want to take it. I think what Stephen A. Smith is trying to say is that it gives the people who want to be like, they're always complaining. There's no, I think, I think that's what he's trying to say is it gives them an excuse. I'm not saying I agree with Stephen A. Smith. Stop bucking your eyes at me. But what I'm, I know what he's trying to say is it gives them an excuse to say, see, like, they're too sensitive. Mm -hmm. 
I do not agree with with I think if if it's if it's racism, somebody says it's racism or if it is a racist act, we call it that regardless. Like you believe the person. Right. Just like we talk about sexual assault. You believe the person. But I think what he's trying to say is this. If it's if it turns out it's not racism, it gives the other side an excuse to say, see this. But I don't think that needed to be said in that moment, which is why I agree with you. In that moment, that sentiment did not need to be expressed. Don't say that. Just talk about the issue the same way we did. You don't need to say the other side of it, the if. So I agree. We're too sensitive. Yeah, we are. Move on. We're too sensitive. And we have a reason to be. No, no. We, we No, we don't have, not that we have a reason to be. We'll be fucking fools if we weren't. Like, Agreed. we're too sensitive. I'm sorry. We're too sensitive. What are you going to do to help us deal with our sensitivities? We're too sensitive. Yeah. I'm too... Give you an example. I ordered some food from the Brooklyn Chop House. Brooklyn Chop House in New York City. Two locations. I'm I'm, I'm not sure if the Brooklyn Chop, Chop House is not the greatest restaurant ever. It's fantastic. So whenever I go to New York, I get food from the Brooklyn Chop House. Either I go there or I order from there. I get food from the Brooklyn Chop House. I'm staying at the type of hotel... Well, they won't bring the food up to my room. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. <laughs> Unacceptable. When I pay for Postmates, I don't want to move a muscle. That's the point. I totally get that. I don't. I, the only calories I want to expend is going to the door. Yep, I get. If I that. call down to the hotel, let them up. I don't want to get on the elevator. It's weird. I gotta go down like in my jammies. And get the food and bring it back up. I don't want to do it. I get you. But I did it because I had to. The, and the Postmates people in New York are very New York, New Yorker-ish. Hey, I left your food. Hey, B, I left your food on the front desk, son. Go get it when you're ready. I'm out. Fuck. Okay, cool. So I go down there and I get my food. Come back up. Lady and her daughter get in the elevator with me. They have very thick southern accents. When they're getting in, I say, they say, uh, I say, floor ma'am. And, they, and she goes, whatever, boom, whatever. They're white. They have very thick southern accents. And I hear them talking. It's, dang, 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 dang. I'm like, oh, wow. And so I always want to talk to other southerners because I love them. So I say to her, I'm like, hey, where are you guys from? And she says, South Carolina. And I'm like, oh, that's very sweet. And she goes, now, you're probably from the South, right? And I'm like, oh, how'd you, how'd you, how'd you glean that? She goes, because I'm... Um, you said, ma'am, to me and my daughter. And I was like, yeah. I'm from, and everybody laughed. I'm like, yeah, I'm from Louisiana. And she goes, a polite Southern boy. And for a split second, for a split second, I was like, bitch, did you just try me? Split second. Then I thought to myself, no, that's not what she was doing. Okay? Yeah. That's not what she was doing. She just said it. I was just thinking to myself, just go in your room and eat the steak. Because maybe she fucking tried you. But she didn't. That's the way we talked down there, good Southern boy. She wasn't trying me. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have been sweeter. Am I wrong in that sensitivity? No. No, you're not They at called all. us boys and and like kids and they they infantilized us for decades and decades and decades and we're not having that shit no more 
Mm-hmm. Maybe if they had a better understanding of what they did to us, we wouldn't have to keep relitigating these things over and over and over again. Just don't call the nigga Jackie. Don't call him Jackie. Don't call him Jackie. But also, don't give people an out at the same time, which is what Stephen A. Smith did. It wasn't the time and place to have that conversation. Why is he bringing it up? Why? Why we gotta I get do it. that? I, I no, I'm a hundred percent agreeing with you. I know you think I would agree with what he said, but I don't. It wasn't the time for him to say that. It really wasn't. It's just, I just come on, man. Come on, Stephen A. You like him? You do too. I do like him. You know what I like about him? I like I like the fact that he gets super intense with the ridiculous vocabulary. He's got he's got Stephen A. Smith and Mike Tyson have a group thread. They just switch words of the day. That's that's real. No, just made it up. I was like, what? all right, time to talk about monkeypox. There's a new dimmick. Is this dimmick yet? What does dimmick mean? Trudy, look up dimmick. Pandemic, endemic. What what are all the dimmicks that have that we have? Are there more dimmicks? Production. Do you guys know about the dimmicks? So, demic is characteristics of or pertaining to people or population. So, I feel like it has it just has to spread at a larger amount. What that threshold is, I don't know. So, give me another example of something that's demic. Then, how can I use demic in a sentence other than pandemic, endemic? We've never talked about demic. This, these. <laughs> Truth's uh, taking so long. Like, Jesus Christ, where's Donnie? Overall, <laughs> these results are consistent with the cultural diffusion and do not support the Dimmick model of agriculture diffusion. What the fuck is that? <laughs> See, facts. It's not just me. I'm trying to find, like... People don't these know what Dimmick means. These may have encouraged bidirectional Dimmick diffusion between Africa and Europe. God damn. Production, do y'all know how to use Dimmick in a sentence? That's what I typed in. Dimmick in a sentence. It's pertaining what about to... Academic? Academic. <gasps> what does academic on, mean? Donnie. Is academic Demic means pertaining to a distinct population of people? Okay, uh, we don't know anything about it. <laughs> We're lower learning. <laughs> we have no clue what demic means. We're I'll... literally reading you the definition. That's fine. No one has a grasp on it though. So uh, Biden has said monkeypox, which is uh, was in New York when I was up there. Uh, cases is something to be concerned about. Spread of monkeypox has been detected in the United States and Europe. He was asked during a stop in South Korea where he said other things that were chilling what uh, his health advisors have been telling him about the disease that spreads, rarely spreads beyond Africa. Here's the audio. Mr. President, quick question. What have your health advisors told you your level of concern should be about monkeypox and the cases that are in the United States and around the world? Well, they haven't told me the level of exposure yet, but it is something that everybody should be concerned about. We're working on it hard figure out what we do and what uh, vaccine, if any, may be available for. But it is a concern in the sense that if it were to spread, it's consequential. Okay, so uh, who says that the virus, excuse me, that monkeypox is being primarily spread through sex? We're having sex. Um, The virus itself is not sexually transmitted infections, uh, which are generally spread through semen and vaginal fluids. Um, But this most recent surge appears to have been spread among men who have sex with each other. That's what Who said, which, of course, has led to a bunch of putrid, ugly, disgusting comments on social media from people who already have internalized hate uh, against gay men. The disease itself 
is scary as fuck. It says it can kill as many as one in ten people who contact the disease based on observations in Africa. It's very upsetting. It's terrifying. And I think that Biden has to say we're taking it seriously because of how our response to COVID was. It was slow. It People, I mean, the administration at the time wrote it off as it wasn't that big of a deal. But even with COVID, the numbers in, in regards to death weren't as high as they are with monkeypox, which is one out of 10 people. So, and the fact that it's already here. It can be. It can be. It so can that, that's enough for me. I, it, forget the can. I don't know it, that monkey. By the way, monkeypox is a little bit harder to spread, and I'm not I don't know that it has it. a ten percent kill rate like that. They didn't say ten percent kill rate. It just it can. So the fact that it's a possibility is enough for me, Van. Look at how we're still dealing with COVID. I'm not saying they're on the same level. I'm just saying something that was so flippant. I remember when people were talking about COVID. I remember everyone's like, "Oh, it's not that. Oh, it's just it's in Italy. Oh, just one case in California, and then bam, here we are." But Still also, dealing it, with it, it was it was much more. I get transmissible it. But I think I think it's like it's like when Ebola came, right? And that was very, <laughs> that was real because it was in Dallas. I was yeah. living in Dallas at the time. The place, the hospital where it was at was in between where I worked and where I lived. It was mm-hmm. all in that neighborhood. The nurses who contracted it lived in my neighborhood. It was a very scary time. But you know what the thing about very... Ebola is though, Ebola is. Ebola is almost a disease like Ebola is not engineered to be as transmissible as COVID because the symptoms are so severe and it's so lethal. And so with the disease like that, where you know you're sick, you get it. Oh my God, I feel a little Ebola. You know, you're like, that's what they say. I feel like I I feel a little Ebola. I feel Ebola. You know what I mean? You know, you're sick. You're not going anywhere to spread it. Number two, Unfortunately, a lot of people pass away from it because because of that, it's killing its host. It's going to be less transmissible. Monkeypox, another it. disease to where you know you're poxed out. You got the pox. I'm not. Two pox. I'm not. But not. But that comes a couple of days later. You don't immediately get a pox. I'm. I'm not saying it's as transmissible. I am saying that. You just have to take it seriously. It's here. It's in the States. You just don't know. I'm not saying you have to treat. I'm just saying you have to be aware. We can't just write it off because you just don't know. Have you had chicken pox? I have had chicken pox back in the day. Trudy? Yes, I have. Okay. I'll never tell you guys about that. I'll tell you about the story about Tremika Johnson. There's always a story. Wait, at what age did you get them? Six, seven. Okay. I'll tell you guys about the story about Tremika Johnson. Tremika Johnson from Baton Rouge, so. who's the prettiest girl we had ever seen. And then, like, she was the super, she was the prettiest girl. Maybe not just in our school. Maybe at one point, Tremika was the prettiest girl in Baton Rouge at one point. It was like it was a couple girls in Baton Rouge. Tremika Johnson, Jameer Harris, Jameer Holmes. Like, it was like a couple of girls in there, and they were super pretty, right? She was one of them. And then she got chicken pots. And she eventually shook back, boom, boom. But for a second there... People were not, they were, we were like, whoa, what the fuck? Like chicken pox, yeah. I'm just being for real. Like it was like, she got chicken pox and you know, we were 12 years old. We, Cause every time you see her, like when you're a 12 year old boy and there's a really pretty girl, there's this thing that happens when you're like, every time. And then she came back on the bus, she was poxed out and we was like, fuck. 
damn, we hope she shaked back. She did. We're not going to refer to monkeypox as poxed out. Pox we're just pox. not. They we're just out. not. So these are the monkeypox symptoms if you guys wonder if you got that pox. Fever, headache, muscle aches, back aches, swollen lymph nodes, chills, exhaustion, one to three days. After the appearance of fever, uh, the patient develops a rash, often beginning on the face, then spreading to other parts of the body. The illness typically lasts for two to four weeks. In Africa, monkeypox has been shown to cause death as many as one to ten, one to ten persons who contract the disease. Now, I would, I would, I would want to say two things about this as it relates to Africa. Number one, one of the reasons why it's probably so lethal there is because nobody cares. Um about the health conditions of our brothers and sisters in Africa. And nobody gives a shit about a disease like that until it touches Western Europe or the United States. True. Okay. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, number two, I have seen, even though this outbreak is typically, the outbreak we're talking about right now is a European thing that's spread to America. It's happening to white people, we should say. I've seen all these pictures with African kids with monkeypox all over. This is going to sound so superficial. And I've seen it happen in in um recently. Show some white people with monkeypox. Where are you seeing these pictures? I see pictures of this little boy got monkeypox all over him. Pox, he's, you know, he's got monkeypox. Are little. you Googling it? Or no, are you just the, seeing the it? the articles about oh, monkeypox and then they show pictures. Like, we have to make sure that we don't make Africa. Right, right, right. The the center of human pestilence because it devalues Africans' lives and it makes them looked at as subhuman right. by by other people. Mm-hmm. Right? These, this outbreak right now didn't didn't start in Africa. It started somewhere in Europe, however it started, and now it's all over America. I hope everyone's cool. Be be you know, take care of your health. Pox, you're itching now. Yeah, you're one of those people. I am. That's why I don't look at pictures. You think you have pox? No, I don't have the pox. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes. All that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. Gunner did not get any bond. Are we surprised? A judge has de- reportedly denied bond for Gunner and set a trial date for early next year. 
Gunner's trial date has been set for January 9th, 2023. Trudy, how many months is that from where we are right now? Um, eight. Yeah. No, I think it's a little more than that. Like nine? Ten. I can't add. It's nice. <laughs> the fifth month, January, eight months. Okay. That's a long-ass fucking time to be in jail. Well, they can tr- they can try to, to try again. How many times can they try before? Oh, I don't know if I don't know if you're if you tap out after a certain number, but they can definitely try it again. They can have another bell hearing and try. Why are they so dead set? I saw that the that the judge said that there could possibly be witness tampering. That's a real that's a real thing. Was, if they're really a gang and if there really are these witnesses, and I don't know if they're in some type of protection or whatever, somebody's talking, right? Uh-huh. It's not just surveillance. Somebody's talking. They're going to have to have witnesses for this trial. That's a real threat. That's a real fear that they could possibly be tampered with or have somebody else. Because they're saying that Gunna is in command. They say right? he's he a, a commander They say he's a gang. command quote. This is what's being alleged. He's a commander. So if that really is the case, if you really believe that, then there is a fear that you're, as a commander, you're going to send other people to do your dirty work which is what they're alleging so if that's a real threat and obviously the prosecution had to present some type of evidence to show that this was a real possibility in their arguments to hearing it's a bell hearing then yeah so they're saying that gonna is such a threat to the community that he would tamper with witnesses and and that's such a veiled way to say that maybe fuck with witnesses or maybe pay them or maybe pay them you never know. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be violence. It could yeah. literally be like, "I will set you up for life." Right. You know. You never know. Um, I guess the question is, as fans, fans of YSL, fans of Gunna, fans of Thug, mm-hmm. is there a responsible way to view this situation? I love Gunna. I love Gunna more than really? Thug. Yeah. Speed it up. Speed it. Speed it up. See, like I'm not. I'm not drawn into Speed that. It. And that's exactly how it sounds. I love Gunner. I listen to Speed It Up all the time. When I want to speed it up. And a lot of people that wouldn't be their favorite Gunner song, but I get deep with my Gunner shit. Okay? okay. Love Gunner. Okay. Nice guy. I've interviewed him before. As a, nice guy. as a Gunner fan, how can, you be resp- how can you be a responsible fan in this situation in this? I want to see Gunner free. At the innocent same time, until proven like, guilty. That's how you're responsible. Innocent to innocent to proven guilty for yeah. Gunner. Man, free Gunner, man. Okay. I'm not I mean, listen. Free him. Innocent until proven guilty. So then he should be free. Well, that doesn't mean you're free. It just means that he's not doesn't have some type of sentence yet, right? There's I, a possibility he's gonna get out. Do you think I it's guarantee wild? You, I guarantee you they'll 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 change that. So, so I bet he'll get out in a couple of Do you of think months. it's wild that it's innocent until proven guilty, yet they put you in jail pending trial. Well, not everybody's in jail pending trial. But people, a lot of people, people are. A lot of people are. A lot of black people. So it's a bunch Because what does it tie to? Money. But what I'm saying, it's a bunch of innocent people in jail then. A bunch I don't know of if it's a bunch of innocent people, but they're... What are you talking about? They're innocent until they're proven guilty. If you haven't gone to the trial yet, That's true. then it's That's a bunch true. of innocent people way. in jail making money for the prison industrial complex. So Bianca Tylek. At Worth Rises. Go follow Worth Rises and figure out how we can dismantle this prison industrial complex right now. Mm. Free Gunner. Are you familiar with Uncle Luke? You like his music? I am familiar. Uh, 
Brian's a big fan. Brian? Uh, Miami. Brian loves Uncle Luke, huh? He likes the two girls. Freaky ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> he likes it's a Miami thing. He takes pride in the Miami. In the I'll, Miami I'll, representation. Let me play some Uncle Luke real quick. <laughs> Which song will you play? I'm a part. <laughs> what do y'all do? <laughs> why do y'all have a? Why do y'all have something to scar? <laughs> To scar? Yes. It's a whole, it must be a southern thing. Did you get that, Trudy? I sure did. <laughs> Luke is a legend. Love it. Captain, come, Captain, come. <laughs> Thank you, they're so excited about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's screaming his face off. All right, but that's, he's, 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 he's not on that anymore. Is he still married to that attorney? I don't know what you're okay. talking Remember about. Remember they had the reality show? They was had... a, really with Uncle Luke? Yes. Trudy, you remember that? I Donnie? I don't know. Uncle Luke has said, he's he's asked a question. He says, he wants five reasons black people should vote in the next election. He says, give me five reasons why black people should vote in the next election. Give me five black promises that has been fulfilled by politicians in the last election. Mayor and president. He hosted a session on Twitter about voting while black. This is what Uncle Luke is doing. He's unsure that politicians have earned the right for black people to go out and vote in the next election. He's not sure about that. So he's asking for five reasons. They lit his ass up. <laughs> he got lit up. Well, I'm looking at they, they They lit his motherfucking ass up. Jamel, he oh, said, was she on it too? They, they Joanne Reed. I, look, I don't really feel like they lit him. They lit his ass much as much lit, lit his ass up as much as they pulled his coat. It was like, come over here, let me talk to you real quick. Yeah, it's one of those. So he hosted that Twitter Spaces, and he was talking about the fact that he was mad that Joanne Reed, who also responded to him, mm-hmm. and Jamel Hill did not attend the spaces. Do you feel like what he said was out of line? Well, he asked the question. Yeah. Okay? He didn't say what he's not going to do. Right. And I think that there might be other black people who are also asking that same question. Listen, we were very big on pretty much the reason that Biden ended up getting the presidency, helping him win um, in the primaries. And I think that you're looking around and there were certain things that were promised to us. There are certain things that haven't been done. We seem to be taking pride in like small victories. I'm not saying they're not, it's not a thing, but not the bigger things that we wanted that were on the agenda that Biden said he was going to do. So I'm sure that uncle Luke is not alone in feeling this way. And he's generally, he's asking a question, give me five reasons, not like I'm not going to vote. So to me, I don't know if I would have lit him up as much as I would have said, oh, this is a chance for discussion because maybe they can give me reasons as to why. Maybe they can point out some of the things that are done that I have not been aware of as of yet. For disenchanted black voters, Mm -hmm. what would you say to them? I get it. 
Like, I mean, I'm on this uh, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I went on a whole rant and people were upset about it where I was just like, I, I, I'm frustrated. You know, I, there are bigger things that we want to see done. I'm watching things happen to black people against black people rather than they seem to be for black people. I feel very hopeless moving forward. And so I understand why somebody's disenchanted. I also understand that the answer is not to not vote, right? Like that's that can't be the solution. The, things aren't going to get better for you by not voting. I understand your frustration as to who your choices may be. I understand the frustration is that things aren't getting done. But I'm telling like any black person who's listening to this podcast to not vote is worse, Right. Because how are you getting anything done? You're just going to be disenchanted. You're just going to live in this country where you have no voice, voice, no rights, nobody. You're not like putting yourself out there to or to fight for the things that you want. You're not coming out in numbers. It just doesn't make any sense to not vote. But I get your frustration. That's what I would tell them. Trudy, which one of these cameras is there a camera that's like my camera that I can look into? I think this one's here. This, I think this, this one's camera right here? I yeah. pray it's the wrong one. I pray, I pray he's looking straight ahead, but this is his camera. So I think there's some confusion here, and I'm going to help the Democrats right now. Okay. Well, I hope they're listening. I, I, there's some confusion here, even with what Uncle Luke said. Mm-hmm. What Uncle Luke is really saying, not really saying, what he said was that I got to get back up off my fucking ass again and do the same thing again. Why? Democrats, you were mad that Uncle Luke said that. But I'm going to help you right now. First, before I say this, I want to make sure you Democrats know that I don't give a fuck about you. It's very important that you know that. Give less than a fuck about what's going on in your political coffers. I care about black people. There's a way that you can entice black people to vote, though. It's really any political party at this point, but specifically the Democrats, because we know that the Republicans are not going to really caucus with blacks in a major way because they're going to lose a large percentage of their putridly racist base. Specifics. We no longer care about people. I don't care about the person that you put in front of me to vote for anymore. You told me that Biden would get some stuff done. Hasn't fucking done shit. I get it. I understand it. This has to be broken down to people in a very specific way. What are people voting for? How does their vote translate to change, movement, and upheaval in their communities? It needs to be broken down, filtered and culturally translated to the black people of the United States of America. This punch this box, trust in me shit, that era is done, over. You fucked it up, okay? Black Americans need to have specific understanding of how their lot in America is tied to a vote at the ballot box. And if you cannot make that case, you don't deserve the vote. If you cannot make the case to people about how their political action is going to affect their lives, 
You don't deserve the votes of black people. Because you know what the real problem with you guys is? You're lazy. You're taking us for granted. Over. Not saying for anybody not to vote. But what I'm telling you is that you need to give them a reason why to vote other than the fact that you guys gave us Obama. We need a, we need a better reason other than the fact that typically you guys have been holding our hands. Mm-hmm. You need to know here and now and why to do it. And to be honest with you, I think that's all Uncle Luke was asking for. He's a, I, I get it. I think all he was asking for is to break it down. And by the way, that's why I shout out Joanne Reed. She did break it down. She gave him a list of black candidates and what they stand for and the reasons why you should support them. But people are always asking for effort, but they refuse to give us any. Mm. Fucking go deep into your bag. Get on it right now. It's months before you got a whole summer to convince black Americans that what they do at the ballot box will affect their lives. It affects everybody else's fucking life. I'm sick of this shit. Lost all. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just watch the MCU. Why am I even caring about politics? Because MCU out? is not the real world. That's not true. Oh, God. MCU is the real world. It is. Let me ask you a question. Was no. Avengers Endgame a movie or not? It was a movie. Okay, so was it a real movie? You know what? It existed in the real world. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, so is that same logic going to be applied to everything? Well, I'm telling you, is it's a real movie. The MCU is it's real. It's a real movie, yes. Yeah, the... the Captain America. But it's not real life. Well, what is real life? See, this is what happens when you go to sleep on a five and a half hour play what is, and you listen to the MCU the whole time. What is real life? Your dreams, th- this tangible, something I can touch. Is Captain America real? Is that Avengers? Yeah. Did I get Avengers. that right? Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. I got that right. <laughs> you belittle us. You belittle the nerds, is what you do. No, I don't. I do a podcast with a nerd. Oh. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Donnie, give me my sound effect. It's time to talk about it. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? Do you remember an Anchorman? Yeah. Sex, like, Panther. Sex Panther. Mm-hmm. It's illegal in so many it's countries. It's illegal in so many countries. <laughs> Donnie, give it to me again. <laughs> Donnie, stop stop collaborating with Van on this shit. Right. Stop doing it. Because you know what it's time to talk about. It's time to talk about. I'm sick of Thought Warriors the sending this shit. Of Mountain Lion. One more stop. time, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> now, Eva, the hero dog. Beats back a mountain lion that attacked her owner on a hike. Erin Wilson had just hopped out of her truck. The roadside picnic era <laughs> area was heading down a trail to Trinity River when she heard something in the bushes. I'm just walking down the slope, and the dog had run ahead of me. And I turn around, and there's this cat just growling at me. 
and it reaches up and it swipes at me. At first, I was just like, wait, what? And I think I screamed and shouted for Eva, and she came running. Eva Wilson's two-and-a-half-old Belgian Malganese, Mal, Malinois, Malinois, Bel, Belgian Malinois. The breed is highly intelligent and agile. The dogs are bred for self-defense and often used as police dogs, a.k.a. nigger biters. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say that. I'm just joking. I was just playing. <laughs> What is wrong with you? Uh, (laughs) The dog and the mountain lion tussle for a couple of seconds, but he got it pretty quickly. Rachel, first of all, the dog saved this woman's life, so we have to shout out to Eva. Belgian Malinois that saved its owner. I really need you in a serious and real way to admit just how wrong you were about Mountain Lion. Did I say that Mountain Lions don't exist? Did I say that they never? I just said... As many times, first of all, Van, I want you to know that I believe you. I'm not wrong because I don't hike, and you've put fear in me. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I I ha- I've gone on a couple since you first brought it to my attention, and anytime I hear anything in the bushes, I'm always looking around. I'm very paranoid. I can't even enjoy nature and the hike anymore, thanks to you. Mm-hmm. So I there is something in me that believes that mountain lions are a real threat on my hikes okay right so is that what you want for me you want no you scoffed i'm not i'm new to california so it wasn't a reality to me it's not just california baby we don't hike in texas mountain lion remember mountain lion in vegas remember he was okay but i i live here i it wasn't a reality to Mm -hmm. me like hiking wasn't a thing that I did before, so I was just very naive. Oh, right. yeah, like, no, they've cleared out this space. We've cleared out the way for any animal to come attack us. Clearly, mm-hmm. that's not it. Yes, Van, every single time you bring this to my attention and you seem to magnify this segment, anytime we talk about it, we now have a sound effect. Like, what do you want from me? Tears? An tears. actual attack? No, I want tears. What I want is awareness. It's there! I want awareness. It's I want there. the people watching this podcast to know if you hear something in the bushes, it might just be Mount Lion. If it was up to me, all of society, especially in the Southwest, would be walking around with sticks. Sticks with pointy ends. Would the stick do anything? The stick gives you a chance. <laughs> you, like, you, like, you're, definitely, you're definitely not going to... You're not going to box Mount Lion down <laughs> with your bare hands. You know what I mean? The stick... Because you might poke him and he might go, it's not worth it. The stick gives you a chance. We haven't even talked about bears. Bears, to be honest with you, bears are running amok more than mountain lions. What? Bears bears are going nuts. I got so much bear content for you. No, no. Like, bear, like bears, bears in a, in a way, bears are going more nuts than mountain lion. Bears is coming to open up people's car doors. Stop. Bears open up people's car doors. It's a fact. Like open it up by like busting through the glass or like pulling the handle? By pulling the handle. Bears have been opening people's... Bears open up people's car doors. Bears knocking on people's doors. 
I don't know why you guys Bear would doubt me. Car door. Look at it. Bear opens a car door. Look at it up. Look it up. Look how cute this one is. He's cute, but he's ferocious. Did you see him open Ooh, it's it? it's a Mercedes. See, you thought I was making it up. Bears are <gasps> opening up people's cars. Look at him. No, the way it stood, that's a that's a that's a mascot. The way it stood up like that, that's a, that's a, the humans inside of that. Yeah. Then it stood up on two legs. Let me tell you what's happening. I'm serious about this, by the way, because I see this, this more and more often. Because Bozeman looks at me crazy sometimes, and I see this more and more often. The animals know that we're fucking shit up. The animals know that it's almost over. The animals can sense it, and the animals are basically saying, "Hey." Don't take all the fucking forest with you when you leave. And they're right about that. And the animals are basically saying, we we don't give y'all permission to fuck up the earth with all of your stupidity. We don't give y'all permission to do that. And they're coming back. Mountain lions coming back to take what's his. Uh, bears are coming back. They're coming back. The animals are coming back. I'm, I'm into eagles right now. Super into eagles. You know how I feel about birds. Let me tell you something. I was in my, my house... And I heard a crow, and I tried to ignore it. And then I heard another crow. I could tell there were two. And then I could tell there were multiple crows. And I heard them outside. I was like, why do they keep making their noises? And I opened the front door, and there were three crows sitting on the electric, why can't I talk, the line, staring at me at the front door. I believe birds know when things are coming before anything else. True. And they were looking at me. Now, it turns out they were really gawking at a, a possum. But still, <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that they were facing me, staring at the front door, was enough for me. I, listen, Van, I don't know what more you want from me. You have put fear in me. I'm scared. I'm scared. And I believe you about mountain lions, okay? So that means we don't have to do these segments anymore. No. Thought Warriors, no. it's been fun, but y'all can stop sending... You can stop sending the articles to us. Let me tell you something about the Thought Warriors that I love. I've created a vigilant community of mountain lion watchers. <laughs> and it's one of the things that I really wanted to do with this podcast. I've created That's a what you vigilant community. This podcast is set out to like talk about social issues. Maybe we do it okay. Maybe we don't. But what we do do is monitor the activities of mountain lion because they're going nuts. It's it's very upsetting. Think about it. A lion, an actual fucking lion. Like they they're like a lion going crazy. Uh who is the undisputed leader of the right? Undisputed? Undisputed leader of the political right in America right now. Far far right or just right just in general? Just the right. I don't think there is an undisputed one. That's nuts. I don't think he's undisputed. Who would you say is close to him? I think a lot of people like DeSantis. DeSantis can't scrub Trump's balls. Trump is the man as far as the right is well, concerned. Well, keep keep making your case for him, man. This, Trump is the man for these <laughs> right for these right wingers. You don't think that's true? I just think that for the extremists, absolutely. But I think that I don't know if he's undisputed. That's the word you use. Trump is no doubt. Is the he favored? Undis- Trump. Trump is, he- is Trump is the undisputed leader of the right. You don't okay. think that's true, well, Trudy? Who do you think's right here? 
I think I think you're right. Think, Undisputed is a hard word, but I think yeah. Because I think cool. some people are turning on him. Like who? Like fucking Pence? Like DeSantis. DeSantis. He's is... separating himself. That's what I should say. They're separating themselves for their own political gain. I know. And I think, and I think that there's a reason they're doing that because people are turning on him. That's all. But that's not. That's not. That's neither here nor there. I don't want to argue about who's the bigger person leading <laughs> the far right. <laughs> it's Trump. Okay. The leader of the right, the far right, whoever, Donald Trump, as I believe who he is, he has called for civil war on his truth app. Uh, he retweeted someone. No, he didn't retweet. He did retweet. What happened? What do they they call it? Retruth. Re- oh, retruth. <laughs> he retruthed right. someone who uh, responded to a different truth. With civil war. This is breathtaking. Um, this is his social media situation. The The comment was written by a guy named Maga King Thanos. It was a response to a screenshot of the March 20th tweet by the El Salvador's president who said the most powerful country in the world is falling so fast. It makes you think. Uh, what the real reasons are. Something so big and powerful can't be destroyed so quickly unless it, the enemy comes from within. Okay, uh, That grabbed headlines on Twitter that Donald Trump, who has uh, an entire political movement at his back, would publicly endorse civil war. Uh, civil war is something that's been discussed really almost in passing but it seems like with more seriousness uh, in the recent days and Trump is putting it in people's head to take up arms mm-hmm. against the people they share their community with here in America. Mm-hmm. Are you shocked? Because he's been planting those seeds for a long time. I mean... Purposefully, you think? Purposely. You think Donald Trump wants a civil war? Yeah. I mean, think about the times he had to denounce the people who would, who are so hateful, right? The people who are backing him, the Mm -hmm. people who are, who would be leading the charge, I'd say, for a civil war, right? Very fine people on both sides. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stand back and stand by, Right? January 6th. It's like he wants this because in his mind, it feeds, it plays into his ego. He would be the leader of these people. That's what he wants, right? He wants to lead. He wants to have influence. He wants to take over. He wants people to praise him. What happened on January 6th did nothing but feed his ego. So why would we be shocked? And that was, we saw people taking over or trying to take over the capital, the place where things are governed in this country. Why would he not want a civil war? Why is it so sh- shocking that he retruthed that he wanted a civil war? He's already started his own social media platform. It's like he's building a network, a mindset of soldiers who are going to fight for the things that he believes in, which really is only in himself. So really fighting for him. I mean, his face is on flags. His face is on paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. They're treating him like he's some sort of God. Why were we, why are we shocked? So Chomsky writes that war is impossible without the backing of corporate America. That in order for America to go to war, corporate America has to be uh, a willing participant in funding the war, or being a part of the war. And that America won't make a move um, without the backing of corporate America. And he points to the Vietnam War and other large-scale skirmishes and some small-scale skirmishes about to why that is true. Uh, so part of me believes that destroying the American economy and fracturing it is not something that the power brokers in this country that are only interested in um, fucking their interns and being rich is something that they would really want to do. That at the at the at the end of it, even if the people on the ground were like, fuck it, we don't want to live in this town with these people anymore. We'd rather there be two different places where they can go and we can go. That the people at the top, the big donors, right? The mm -hmm. Koch brothers, um, the My Pillow wackos, that all of these guys want to make money. And one way to destroy the economy of your country is to have it in war against itself. We've seen civil wars all over the place, and what normally comes after it is is big time economic shakeup. Mm -hmm. And I thought at a point that that would be enough to stop the American cash machine from ever imploding on itself. I'm not so sure now because of what you just said. Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin are two of the most dangerous human beings to have ever graced the planet. And we're dealing with them at the same time. Mm. There have always been on Earth um, guys who rise to the top of large countries and organizations who are just fucking whacked out. There have always been those people. Always. In this particular case... I personally think there's a possibility that Trump understands that he'll never be the leader of the entire country again, even mm -hmm. though it's possible. So he would be okay with leading half of it. Mm -hmm. He would be okay with being able to govern over uh, the Mar-a-Lago states of America. <laughs> you know, um, a place where he will be free from prosecution for anything, a place where he would be um, Teflon and he could rewrite a constitution and for what he wanted, abolish term limits and be a forever president like they call him. I just so I'm not in any way saying that Donald Trump wouldn't want a civil war to jump off because he's a megalomaniac. I'm saying there has to be a lot that happens between now and the first shots of an American civil war. And that's not to say that it won't happen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, you know, if you ask me, I have concerns about whether or not, you know, America could survive a civil war 
against itself, but I also have major concerns on whether or not the world, the world civilization, mm. could really uh, survive an American Civil War that was a full-scale one mm -hmm. because of the military might that the country has. Mm -hmm. it, it would depend on how that would happen, uh, where it would happen, like where it would happen, what it would be like. It's a chilling and unthinkable set of facts, not for people who just live in this country. It's for, for people the world over. And, you know, when we talk about it, we should think about, like, what that really means. We would not be the first huge, huge uh, empire that broke apart. You know, the, the Soviets did. But it was different. This is this wouldn't be a war so much of economics as it would be a war of hurt feelings. Two sides that want to kill each other. Yeah. Two sides that don't think that the other has a place on the planet. Two sides that really, really want to see the other in pain. So, scary. Uh, yeah. When you break it down like that, it's terrifying. It is scary. It's scary. Do you think Donald Trump sees it? As deeply as you just described it, or just as like, I want, I want to win. I want to be in power. You got, you got I don't think he. I think he says words, and I don't even think he understands how deeply the impact, how the impact would be. I think Donald Trump is the most textbook narcissist that has ever lived uh, on the face of the planet. I think he is a textbook narcissist and when you're dealing with the text we all got, we've all got a little narcissist in it. Sure. but when you're dealing with a textbook narcissist realization isn't on the table it's what works for me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what works for me anyone who likes me is right that's anyone who scary. hates me is that's wrong that's who was running our country for four years or yeah, at least it, like, he was running the, the country fucking it's what, what we wanted. We're America. Um, this, is this fucked up? Did you see the Juneteenth flavored ice cream in Walmart? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What'd you think? It's messed up. Why do we need that? What flavor was it? It was uh, swirl red velvet and cheesecake. Swirl what? Red velvet. Remember when we had this? Remember when we had this on the? See, it's all coming back to me now. What's that song? It's all coming back. Remember it's we talked about. It's all coming back. It's all coming. Don't know the words. Now. Okay. Remember when we had this conversation early on yes. about whether or not red velvet was for black people? It's yeah, black we people. did. I said it. I didn't think it was. your mouth was like the new Juneteenth ice cream, which <laughs> swirled red velvet and cheesecake. Red velvet. Juneteenth. They put it together. We're going to have a Juneteenth party here at Higher Learning. We're all we, we know do, what we're serving. We always said red velvet <laughs> and motherfucking chicken. You have a problem with this? I mean, it's just we didn't need it. We didn't need it. You niggas got to decide what y'all want. I mean, first of all, I I'm not eating the ice cream. I don't need ice cream, but I'm just saying like for what? What was the purpose? Who's making it? What's the brand? I think it's like 
great value brand or some shit like so that. Like, a Walmart brand. They're they're making money off of exploiting us. How does how how does this ice cream help spread awareness or on Juneteenth? Like what does this do other than using a holiday that's for black people? It's great value. Or about black people. It's great value. So it's yeah. it's store brand. It's not even top brand. Top brand what? Top brand ice it's cream. It's not like premium. What you want, Ben and Jerry's Juneteenth ice cream? Ben and Jerry's would be, you know what, people, I might not feel this, uh, as bad if it was Ben and Jerry's. So you mad because of they've the been, quality they've of the ice been cream? They've been down. Right. They would, it would make sense. They, there would be a whole message behind it. There'd be a whole ca- whole campaign. There'd be a purpose. We would understand like what each flavor represented. If it was Ben and Jerry's, right. great value, they're exploiting us. You know what? I gotta be honest with you. Y'all gotta figure out what y'all want. No, don't y'all me. Yeah, y'all do. What do you mean y'all gotta figure y'all gotta out? Figure if we asked for this, want. we didn't ask for this. No, y'all have to figure out what y'all want. No. Okay. No. Because at first it was like we had Juneteenth. Because here's the thing, we had Juneteenth okay. just like we liked it. Yep. <laughs> we would have a Juneteenth concert. Roger Troutman and Zap, all of these different people. Frankie Beverly and Frankie Mays. Ma- Beverly Mage come function. They come down. We have a barbecue. We had Juneteenth. Just the way we liked it, right? Mm-hmm. We had it. Mm-hmm. Juneteenth. We had it. Everybody wanted Juneteenth off for 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 for, for fucking work and school. I don't Every, it wasn't everyone, that or everybody on. just wanted to prove how down they were, Every, black no, folks. Everyone wanted Juneteenth off for work and school. You were like School's Y'all out. were like Y'all were like, We need a Juneteenth holiday. <laughs> so the only way to have a Juneteenth holiday was to make Juneteenth the most important thing in the world for like a six-week period or a summer. Everybody was mad they didn't get Juneteenth off. And so what what everyone did, everyone wanted Juneteenth, Juneteenth, Juneteenth. Juneteenth needs to be a holiday. Juneteenth needs to be a holiday. In order to do this, you have to run Juneteenth up the flagpole to the people in Washington who said, Negroes, we've heard your cries. I'm not even entertaining this. We've Negroes, there was no we've campaign. Your, there was a hell of a <laughs> campaign to make Juneteenth a holiday. Okay, but not for like, school. School is out. Okay, it would just be for work. No, it no, was no. To, it was to nationally recognize sometimes, Juneteenth. Sometimes schools be in. What if is you go to, school just summer you, school? What if you go to summer school? What if you're in college and you're like it's a holiday? Okay, Juneteenth. So what Listen, I'm saying. So what I'm saying is, we y'all wanted, wanted to this. be recognized. And so, so where does it stop, Van? It, it, where does it stop? It don't. Where does it stop? It don't. Juneteenth, the movie. Juneteenth, the soundtrack. Juneteenth, Juneteenth. Eat the fucking ice cream. All y'all, all y'all do is complain. Eat the ice cream. Go buy it. It might be good. You don't eat ice cream because you hate. Are they donating a portion of the Juneteenth? Ice don't matter. Cream? Don't matter. They Buy the Juneteenth ice cream and eat it. Eat the ice cream. It's not that big of a deal. Like it, it's like we we di- you know what we didn't need it. We didn't need it, but we had our shit the way we like. It's like when people like people people like they listen to an MC. Oh man, like oh man, like this dude is crazy, man. And so it's fucked up. He can't get on. It's fucked up. He can't get on. It's fucked up. He can't get on. When he get on, he do a song. He do a song with Miley Cyrus. Now you mad at him? That's what happens when you get on. Juneteenth no. is on. Okay, Van. Juneteenth shirt. No. Juneteenth cartoon. Well, that exists. Juneteenth the movie. Juneteenth the soundtrack. No. Special Juneteenth menu. Stop. At TGI Fridays. <laughs> Red velvet half off. Red velvet cake half off. Chicken half off watermelon. 
half off all it is. What would you do if you were walking down the street and you just saw like a white person just really eating up a bowl of Juneteenth ice cream? They supposed to. (laughs) Look, look, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Wearing the shirt, wearing a hat. They they supposed to be. Let me tell you how racist. Let me tell you how racist America is. Juneteenth should be the easiest fucking... Me and Camille talked about this. Camille. Shout out to Camille Foster. Juneteenth should be the easiest fucking celebration in American mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Juneteenth, even the Revolutionary War, right? You can look at the Revolutionary War and be like, yo, we don't really give a fuck about this. <laughs> like, it was them fighting for them. We didn't benefit because we were still slaves. The end of slavery mm-hmm. should be a slam dunk even the most racist people try to convince you that slavery is the darkest time in american history the easiest thing to celebrate should be the end of slavery sure and they hesitate on it i would love it if white people would love juneteenth i would love it that's great what if you went over to your friend's house and they said oh they had desserts they said for you i got the juneteenth ice cream and they ate something different (laughs) Nah, I'm not, <laughs> <with that. laughs> nah, I'm not fucking with that. They are they all eating some bluebell, pecan pralines, and cream. And man, we got that Juneteenth red velvet. I'm flipping over everybody no, ice cream. No, no, keep the nah, same energy. Now, nah, now, nah, nah, look, look. If they all, if we all eat Juneteenth ice cream, I might be like, hey man, did y'all break the Juneteenth ice cream out because I came here? The we fans here were trying a new flavor of ice new, cream. That's exact, by the way, look at that. Those are peak white hands. <laughs> Oh, I know. These are I know. Hey, I gotta... so guys, hey, so down. <laughs> Van's here. All right, so we're not going to be eating vanilla bean. We're going to try the Juneteenth Great Value ice cream. Van, is there anything else? Now, if, there, if y'all don't know what Juneteenth is, we've got Van here to explain it to us. That's what's going to happen. Man, go ahead. Tell them what Juneteenth is. That's what's going to happen. Do it now. Juneteenth is some Hennessy. Hennessy don't float. buy that shit, y'all. Oh, my God. Hennessy float with the Juneteenth ice cream. Now I'm in. Now you all right, Van's very Loves serious question. A good hitting. Van's very serious. Do you want to do Mark Haynes or no? Oh, you want you want to no, do that? No, we're, we're I gotta be able to leave at five. Okay, that's what I'm about to say. He's fucked up. He's getting fired. He got already got yeah, it's, he, it's 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 a wrap for and Mark. And his tweets were wild. Yeah. Um, Van's very serious question of the day: When the American Civil War happens, Jesus, Van, when Damn. when the American Civil War happens, what do you think will be the most important occasion? the most important historical event that will lead to the American Civil War? Will it be the election of Barack Obama, the election of Donald Trump, the January 6th insurrection, or the coronavirus pandemic? That will lead to the Civil War. What will be the the most important historical event to the American Civil War, to the American Second Civil War? Oh, January 6th. You think so? Mm Mm-hmm. I say the most important historical event is the, the election, election of, of Barack Trump. Obama. <gasps> that got them started. That's it. The late, it made them be overt with their race. Like the most people important were important event. They were fine leading until to what's going to happen in the American Civil power. War. Okay, will be the election of Barack Obama. See, I look at January sixth because it was a time where they saw it happening and they were like, "Ah, we can do it." Uh-huh. That's why I picked that. Makes a lot of sense. All right, uh, this has been an up and down podcast in terms of like you know what uh 
and we had a lot of fun, but it was some scary shit. <laughs> I blame you. You took it there. It started with the mountain lion. Yeah, Donnie. Mountain lion. Donnie. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch that clip from Anchorman. Now. That's the exact same. It's amazing. All right. Um, take your thinking caps Thank you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Take your thinking caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Bye, guys. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.